Hey, Jeff. Deb, how are you? Good. All right, we're gonna have some fun today. Yes, we are. And, and we're gonna we're gonna throw some curveballs. We're gonna unscripted talk about how this works out, right? And and the problems that we have, and the objections that we get, and the reality of what's going on in this market, guys. Because I want you guys, you're you're so much better than you realize. Every one of you watching right now, and we see in you a whole another level in you that you see. And it really drives us. Our whole passion as your leadership team is to watch you get to a next level. And that's really the fundamental draw for us is to do that. Absolutely. So the more we can throw your way to help you get that way and get that realization faster to match our realization of you is why we're doing all these things. So let's set the stage. So let's, Deb, you're a buyer. How did I find you? You pick it and let's start running through that, that process. I called in. Well, I'll give you a real life scenario that just happened this yeah. morning. I walked in the door to the office and I was upset because another agent I've been dealing with totally screwed me over on three offers I put in and I couldn't get any of them because he wasn't, you know, and I, that, this is what really happened this morning. Thank God Sandy was here. So that's the scenario. I'm upset because I'm losing out on offers. Okay, let's pause that for a second because I love that, and we're gonna we're gonna roll with that. But let's let's be realistic. How many buyers out there are in that scenario right now that most are trying them. to buy a house? <laughs> uh, most of use, them. The one we've been talking about a lot is the most the fifty two offers. There's fifty one people that are disappointed. They had hopes and dreams of getting that piece of property enough to the point where they actually went to the effort of writing a legally binding contract to go get a piece of real estate to put in their portfolio or to raise their life and their family in, right? So there's probably another 40 that were thinking about it or probably another 60 that were thinking about it, hit their save searches in MLS on Zillow on realtor.com. And so that clearly was a desirable piece of property and then it went. So I got 51 people that are exactly the scenario that you just put. Absolutely. So, and we talked about attracting buyers to you. So what you guys need to be watching, what are you guys watching? exploit this because it's true and it's a fact right you can turn your live video on and go talk live on facebook and instagram um, linkedin do some posts do a video do something that says hey if you have a friend who's looking for properties that's disgruntled or kind of is upset because they can't get it let me share with you what super representation actually looks like i'd love to interview for the job to be your buyer's agent right something along those lines in your words is what you need to go do it. And the Absolutely. skill sets we're gonna work on today is really the difference because every one of your, every person in your sphere has somebody looking to buy real estate right now. And likely all of them have somebody that's missed out on a piece of property because yeah. of this crazy ass market. Even if they're in Tennessee, right? You can help them there, right? We have an amazing reload company and division inside of this company anywhere really worldwide uh, we have in all the 96 countries that were in over there. So, all right, so Deb just sent the stage and somebody walked in disgruntled because they really need a house, okay? Need so, a house, just desperate. I keep losing out on deals. I don't think my agent's taking care of me and I wanna fire him. Okay, so so the, let's say that this is in person. So I walk in, uh, I happen to be at the office, you walked in. Now this could be the same thing on a call-in this could be a Zoom call. This yep. could be any any scenario. Yep. But in this case, we're face-to-face -face because right now we're face-to-face, -face, right? So first thing I do is go into which gear, guys. I'm, I'm going to take you down the whole process. Now, I want to go into sales mode so badly. And I know you guys do because you're salespeople. By nature, you want to help. 
and we want to save and we want to rescue and we want to be the knight in shining armor. But that's not, we'll get there. But this is not right now. Right now is to enter her level, go into neutral, and the old seek first to understand, then to be understood concept comes in. So I'm going to walk in and I'm going to go into complete neutral. And this is what neutral looks like. <laughs> right? I've got no expression. Right? I'm not excited. I'm not pissed. I'm not on your side. I'm not against you. I don't know anything yet. I, I don't know. I don't know if you're a D. I don't know if you're an I. I don't know if you're an S. I don't know if you're a C. I don't know if you're visually oriented, if you're auditorily oriented, if you're kinesthetic. I know nothing. And for me to just assume one of these and go into forward gear is disrespectful, right? Because you're already not having a good experience with the industry. So I think it is my kind of duty to, to help you, but I don't know how to help you yet. And for me to assume is wrong, right? So I would walk in and say, what do I say? What would be my good greeting? I'm Jeff. How are you doing this morning? Nice to meet you. Nice right? to meet you. And then I just, I'm listening in neutral. I have nothing going on inside my, I'm not one gear at all. Tell me, talk to me, show me, let me know what's going on in your world. I'm here to help. My name is Jeff. Talk to me. Okay. Hi Jeff. Nope. Well, I'm, I'm frustrated because I've written three offers with this other agent and I am cash. I will go above. He didn't tell me to go above. I would do, you know, I keep hearing to take off inspections, but nobody's ever told me to do that, but I've heard it on TV. I'm just frustrated because I'm not getting these offers and I'm willing to do a little more. Can you help me? Okay. All right. So guys, I want you to jump into my role for a second. So remember, repeat, approve, feedback her same words real quick. So what were the words that she used? I'm just kind of getting you guys engaged here to make sure your brain's working. Answer. She's frustrated. She needs help. She's written. So let me get this straight. And your name is again is? Sally Sue. S Sally Sue. All right. So, wow. So I don't blame you for being frustrated. You've seriously written three offers and three haven't offers. gotten them. You're totally cash. You yeah. would have gone above and beyond. You would have taken away contingencies and you were told you should do some things. You were listening. People are talking with you. You're just frustrated. Is that pretty much what that's, I'm hearing here? Yes. That's exactly okay. the way I'm feeling. Okay. Pause. Time out. Do you notice why, how she, how was she representing her words? And I don't think we really talked a lot recently. The VAK, visual, auditory, or kinesthetic. Those online type in, do you think she's visual, auditory, or kinesthetic from what you just heard? Type in what you think. Is a V and A or a K? V A or a K? K. <laughs> Her primary is she's feeling frustrated. I get it. We got K, we got A's. Okay. She feels a lot. And Rachel, you've got the A's. She said more A than K, right? So nobody's just one. They have a primary and then a secondary one. So primarily at this point, she was. She was talking to a lot of people. She was told to do this one. She just wants somebody to tell her what to do and she's feeling frustrated, okay? So as long as you're not writing down V, I'm happy because there's K and A. So Georgia, you got that one right, right? So I wrote down words on my piece of paper, frustrated, three, auditory, told, listened, right? These are the words that I'm using and I hope you're writing down notes. Normally I do it all on my phone, but for this, it's easier to just write down on this pad. 
So if I'm sitting in front of you, the highest respect is to make sure that I'm paying attention. So we're writing down these words. And I fed back her frustration and I got out of neutral, did you notice? And I switched gear into her gear. And I said, okay, let me get this straight. Level, I matched her intensity. I shared her frustration. I listened. I repeated back exactly her same words. And then I confirmed it and asked for repeating. And she says, yes, that's, that's exactly why I'm frustrated. Okay. Connection, right? Connection, connection, connection. That's exactly right. Okay. So let's continue on from there. I just wanted to pause there. I'm going I'm to pause throughout this guys so that you watch how we're dissecting this conversation and this process. Okay. So Sally, here's what I want to do. I want to get a feel for more of your situation. You and I are going to talk this through. I'm going to clearly understand what's going on. I really want to interview for the job to be your buyer's rep, right? And I'd like to explain to you how I run my business because from what I'm hearing from you, notice guys, right? I want to make sure that you never experience any frustration because I know how to do my job. I'm very good. We're doing 10, 30 sales a day. Right? We're the largest center twin in the whole Southeast. We, we're good at what we do and I'm very good. I know every speck of sand in this town. I know every piece of property, I've got your back, okay? So, but let me explain to you how I run my business. Is that fair enough? Fair enough. Okay, good. Guys, did, what did I just do there? Set the stage and took control, okay? And what does she ultimately want? Somebody to get her a damn house, right? She's frustrated. She was told things, it didn't work out. She just wants a house, okay? Absolutely took control over the conversation. So let's talk about, let's talk a little bit more. Notice the words I'm using. I didn't say, let me show you some things, Sally. I said, let's talk a little bit more because I know you're an auditory. Let's talk a little bit. Let me get a feel for um, what it is in a home you're looking for. Let's figure out the right neighborhoods. And now all three of these offers that you wrote, were they in the same neighborhood? Let's talk about that a little bit more. And um, let's go through that together. Okay. Yes, they were in the same neighborhood, you know, in the same town, same area. I want to be here in Sun City and, you know, I've got some money I want to spend that I just can't seem to get, you know, what, what I want. Oh, there we are. Okay, good. All right. So here's what we want to do. So I, part of what I do is I have a lifestyle profile form, right? And for me, it's really for me to understand and talk with you, understand your wants and your needs. And so I can make sure that we get you the house that you really want. Okay. And so where were these three houses anyway that you were, which is the one that you lost most recently? Like, where were these? They're in Renaissance. The Renaissance. Okay. Beautiful neighborhood there. What about Renaissance do you like? Tell me more. Well, about I like that. the golfing, the accessibility to the club room. I love that country club there. You know, I just like the lifestyle down there. And I have friends there. Ah, okay. So you have the golf club, the amenities there. You have some friends are there. It's a beautiful community. So that's it. That's where we want to live. Right? Yes. The, the good news is what I do for a lot of my clients is once I know exactly what you want to do, and I know you're committed, which it seems to be that you are, even if there's nothing on the market right now, I'll go knock on doors. I will find somebody on the streets that you want to make sure that I get you the house, right? So if you're when we get a chance and we get a good feel for each other right, and you want to go forward, both of us want to go forward and think it's going to be a good relationship, then I will find you a house. Don't even worry about that, okay? You'll do that so for me? That's awesome. That's, that's what I do. Who are you working okay. with as a lender? You said you're cash. Are you- I'm cash. 100% cash, 100% cash. Okay. And that's where you want to purchase it? Yes. Okay. No problem. Okay. I'm not going to fight her on this guys, even though rates are low right now, she sounds pretty convicted that she's wants to buy in cash. So I'm not here to tell her, I think buying when mortgage makes sense because 
that's just my opinion. And for some reason, she might be on the mindset that you don't want debt. Maybe she was raised by a tribe that said, never owe anybody anything. Don't buy anything until you have enough cash to do it. I don't want to fight that, that um, fundamental cultural moral value proposition. I don't care, right? She wants cash. I'm going to buy her one in cash. Okay, that's mm-hmm. it, right? So we're just continuing on there. Okay, so let's talk. I know Renaissance. What do we need? What are you looking for? What? Give me a feel for it. How many bedrooms? How many baths do we actually need here? I need at least uh, two bedrooms with a den or three bedrooms and a pool home. All right, three bedrooms or two bedrooms with a den with a pool home, right? If you can only find a two bedroom, is that okay? Well, I need, I've got a lot of furniture, so I need some square footage. Okay, square footage, square footage is a whole different thing. For living, like sleeping rooms, do you need two? Do you really need three, two in a den? I just need to know what's possible because if I find you a great two bedroom, is that possible or is it no, only a two den or a three? I have a lot of family that comes to visit. That's why the extra bedrooms. Got it. Okay. Guys, you see why I'm asking these questions? Because I I don't want to waste my time, but I also don't want to go on a wild goose chase because if she was fine with a two bedroom, I'd rather know now, right? If it's a hard no, three or nothing, and she says, I only want the X, Y, and Z model and that's it, right? I just need to know that. Okay. So what are the types of properties? Are you, is it, are you looking at townhomes possibility single? I know it's Renaissance, but what, what are the possibilities for you? Is there any other community that might work for you, first of all, or is it 100% just this one? My like, I want a single family home. I really just love the Sun City Center. I have been over to um, Valencia Lakes okay. and Valencia del Sol. I wasn't really happy with Valencia del Sol and what yeah, they have. How about Valencia Lakes? Um, I might consider Valencia Lakes. It's just they don't have golfing and I really like to golf. I get it. Well, worst case scenario, if we found an amazing house in Valencia Lakes and you got a nice golf cart, you could go to the golf club, right? Not from Valencia. No, you, whatever. I don't, yeah, yeah. whatever. You get but the I point, can right? I play See, elsewhere. I'm trying to find, guys, where are my bumpers? Yeah. Because I don't care what the answers are. I really don't. I do, but I don't care. I'm not going to debate her answers. It doesn't matter to me what she wants. Um, until I know that that's what she wants. So if Valencia Lakes is not an option, I know Valencia del Sol isn't going to work, right? I don't, just don't know if Valencia Lakes might, but I know she doesn't really want that. She really wants Renaissance, but I need to know what's possible because I'm going to search old expireds. I might look for some absentees, right? If I'm going to commit to doing this, um, we'll see, okay? When do you need a house buy, Sally? When, when do you want to Within the next buy? month. Within the next month? What if you can't? What are you going to do? Well, my house just closed uh, up north, and I'm staying at my daughter's right now. So okay. as soon as so I get could, in. As soon as you can. You'd like to be in a month, but if it takes 45 or 60 days, worst case, you're not going to be homeless is really kind of what I'm Correct. doing. Correct. Right okay. But it's preferred to be as soon as possible. Yes. Okay. Guys, you see what I'm doing? I ask questions because she spit out 30 days. If I just let 30 days go, that changes my search parameters quite a bit. Because what if I find a great old expired um in a little bit that says, hey, I'd love to, but I, I can't get out of here until the end of June, right? I wanna know if that's a possibility or not. And it might be, hey, I'm starting my new job and I have to be settled in and I've got a, something going on and I have to, I just need to know, right? Cash is the way it goes. Um, are you by chance member of USA or Navy Fed or Girl Financial or any of these local affiliations that we have here? Navy Fed, okay, excellent. But we're paying cash anyway, but there are some benefits. We can, we'll talk about that later. All right, so golf course views. 
Is this going to be a primary home? Is this a second home investment property? How are you going to use this, Sally? Primary home. Primary. Excellent. So this will be your homestead. Yes. Where's your home now that you just sold? Virginia. Which, Virginia. All right. Very nice. Okay. All right. So I know we're talking about the neighborhoods. How important is drive and what's important to you with uh, places of worship or sports or theaters or uh, airports or schools or shoppings or beaches or Orlando or the theme parks? Like what? What's important to you? I'm a golfer, like I mentioned. So I want to be able to be close to the golf courses. I want to be able to play golf and be on, um, you know, and get into um, some great teams and stuff. Great. Now, Virginia, you got friends here. So I imagine you've been here before. This isn't, is this your first trip to the area or how many times have you been here? How familiar? No, we were snowbirds for a while renting down here. And uh, we've decided to move down here permanently. Love it. Snowbirds rent. Okay. We know. What other areas? What other areas are possible? Have you, have you checked out Lakewood Ranch? Have you checked out Riverview? Have you checked out anything else that's a remote possibility for you right now? Yeah. They just don't have the golfing. Okay. You know, there's seven golf courses here in town. So. Yeah, no, that's fantastic. I just want to see because, you know, you have communities like, like the Lakewood Ranches down the roads and new ones that are around. But hey, I love this area too. I'm just checking to see. Because, guys, pause for a second. The. The reality is many times they're saying, yeah, it's between here and Destin. Or I've got some family down on Marco Island, or I'm actually checking out a community out in Orlando. And it's okay, because what I want to do, if that's the case, is I'll send her over to an agent in Marco Island so I keep control over the transaction. And Absolutely. I want to help her eliminate. I don't care if it ends up being Marco Island. You know, she'll be happy and I'll still get a referral. But I want to know what else she's considering at this time. Yeah. Right. And what am I really doing here? I'm qualifying to see if it's worth me spending my time this afternoon to go work for her, right? That's that's really what I'm doing. And I'm I'm asking questions to build up her area. What do you think she's thinking right now when I'm asking her questions? You may I be interested. Hope, I'm interested, I'm, I'm trying to do a job, right? If I go to an attorney, I want him to ask me a lot of questions so he understands my case. If I go to a doctor for something, I want him to ask me a lot of questions so he understands my case. To a real professional, you should have them ask you so you understand their case, right? And um, have you looked at any models, any new homes at all? Is that a possibility for you, Sally? Well, I did. I went over to Valencia del Sol and I didn't like them. Okay. Yeah, and then else I have a golf course. Right. But no other places that you liked from a new home community there? Not really, no. Okay. And so you've seen the homes that you you wanted. Um, are you working with any other agents or right now? I know you were, I was, that's why, why you're here. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm here because the guy I was working with just was kept blowing. He said either you have you have to take this one or it's nothing. He kept telling me that. He was so rude to me. Okay, yeah. great. All right, well, I got a pretty good idea nice for what guys. we're actually dealing with right now. So Sally, let's talk about this for a second because when I take on a client, I I take it very seriously because I, I want to make sure that you never experience frustration again. I'm really good at getting homes for my clients, right? So let's just talk for a second um, about how I do this. This is kind of a handshake agreement I have with my clients. It's not a contract, but I just want to make sure we're on the same page, right? So what I do is these are the services that I give for the clients. I'm going to give you honest and loyal representation. And by chance, did the last agent you're working with ever talk about how they represented you? Was no. it a single agency or transaction no. brokerage? Okay. He absolutely didn't. I just called okay. him and he said, I'll meet you at the house one day. Got it. Okay. Yeah. Well, that doesn't surprise me because the majority of the agents in the marketplace aren't able to actually provide the highest level representation, which is called single agency. And that's what I do. 
And so let me just shortly just touch on that for a second. So there's four, four things that I think you're going to find um, interesting. So there's four things. There's full disclosure, which means everything I know I tell you. There's obedience, which means everything you tell me to do in my scope, I have to do. There's loyalty, which means I owe you all of the loyalty, none to the other side. It's all about you. And there's confidentiality that everything you tell me stays in here and I don't let it out. And a lot of most other brokerages around and agents aren't able to even offer that level of it. So I really take it serious. It's almost attorney client-ish, even though I'm not an attorney, but it allows me to take the representation to the highest level to do everything I can to get you the piece of property. So that's one of the number one services that I do for you is that loyal representation for you. And then I'm gonna give you all the advice. I know this marketplace really well. I'm gonna analyze your needs, which I'm starting to do right now and make sure I match them to you. I know the marketplace and very well. And I'm gonna make sure that we, when we find the house that we're not going crazy with values, I'm gonna help you assess the value of the houses. I'm gonna do all the showings for you. Even if you can't be there, I'll FaceTime you. I'll make sure that I'm very receptive for you. I'll prepare all the contracts and negotiate very well, strategically, professionally. Um, you're not getting financing, so we don't have to worry about that part. All the inspections, I'm gonna coordinate with you. Um, any repairs that need to get done, I'm gonna help you. I know everybody in town, anything that you need, I've got. Uh, help you with any disclosures and condo docs, HOA fees, and all the efficiency disclosures, lead-based paints, end of deadlines I wanna monitor for you. Um, all the deposits, everything that we need. Closing costs, coordinate with all the closing. And I've got a hell of a support staff um, on my team that you'll be dealing with two of my transaction coordinators. And like I mentioned before, I've got firsthand knowledge of every area here. So when I notice something that's that I know that you want a neighborhood that's that's not there's nothing active, nothing's on the MLS, I will go into that marketplace and find something. If there's listed by and I don't care who it's listed with, any company or agent, you're gonna see it any for sale by owner, any for rent by owner thing I can convert. I'll go door knocking, anything that might be suitable for you. So you're gonna get 100% of my attention. And there's only two things I ask of you. And number one, I'm gonna to have to have a proof of fund showing your cash because the seller is gonna want that, which gives me one of the tools I need. So you're financially qualified there. And then the second one is really be loyal to me. And I kind of jokes that don't cheat on me because I'm gonna give you everything that I have. And I really just want you working with me. So as long as you're good with this, I just like to sign this. I went with my with my clients in the very beginning to make sure we're on the same page because I, I really invest a lot of time. So I'll just give you my pledge, my services, not a binding contract. And I'd just like for you to have a meeting in the minds. You can go ahead and just sign this also. Well, since I just got burned with this other agent, do I have to sign this today? Um, You don't. You don't have to sign anything. It's not, it's not a contract. I just wanted to have this rules discussion with you that, you know, for honestly, you know, that this market likes is like right now. And I would like to interview for the job to be your buyer's agent, but by no means do you have to hire me. But okay. this is the way that I run my business and it's really good and I'm very good at it. Like I said, we're selling 10, 30 homes a day, and which is a lot of volume because we're good. And so I really, what I really do want to see is that you're going to want to work with us and work with me. And if you're not sure about that one, that's fine. And also- No, I just, you know, I'm just, since I've just met you, but I like what you're telling me today. I think this sounds really wonderful. If you can really help me get in the house I want, that would be really, really cool. Well, I can tell you one thing that I know is the three houses you missed out on, you didn't really get this, right? So if you kind of look to That's compare yeah. um, what you had versus what you have, you know, it's completely up to you yeah. on which way you want to. So this is really kind of how I like to, to work with my clients. So you know, it's kind of a decision point here um, for us. 
to figure out kind of what you want. And, you know, I'm happy to send you some houses, you know, it's not much right there. And the reality of it is one of the last houses, one of my colleagues has, you have 50 offers coming in on a property. So you're going to need somebody to work with you um, to make this happen. Okay. So how would you like to move forward there? Sally or not? Either I'd like to work with you. Okay. Sounds good. To, just so we're on the same page, I'll just say that at least I showed you the document and we're good. Now pause. Now, some of you may think that I'm being strong on this one and, and I am. Okay. And I think you but need to right now, Jeff. I think we need I, to be, yes, absolutely. But here's the thing. And I'm trying not to be rude. I'm trying not to be cocky. I'm trying not to be annoying. I'm trying not to be pushy, but I'm also being real. Okay. Because this business is crazy right now. I literally have 14 other things I could be doing at this moment in time. Right. And I'm going to pick and choose and prioritize my times and my clients. Right. This is the reality of what we're seeking right now. And if she happens to be one of the people that says, well, you know, well, I kind of like working with the listing agents and I think I can get a good deal when I do that. And, you know, I'm not going to waste my time with you right now. That's, that's the point. Right. So, and this is called not being attached to the outcome. And honestly, I do want her to work with me. I would like to have you as a client, but if you don't see the value in the services and the way I run my business, we're probably not going to be a good match together. And I'd rather know now than later. And I'd rather overcome some objections. Now, I'm not just going to say, see ya, get up and leave. I'm going to, to spend a little bit more time. I'm going to ask a couple more questions. I'm going to see what might be a hesitation for her um, to go do this. Now, this is not normal guys. Normally yeah, we could spend more time building rapport and farting around, but she's got a house she needs to be in. Now, honestly, she doesn't really have to move because she's staying with her sister's house and she's got a place to live, right? So she doesn't have to, she just really wants to. So she's a super motivated looker. You guys follow me here? And she doesn't have to. She is certainly showing indications of buying because she put three, three offers in. So I like all these indications, but the reality of it is she does not have to. She's not going to be kicked out. She's not going to be there, but she really wants to. So this is just very important, guys. This is a decision point because let's be, let me also put this out there. If you don't have any business right now, you don't have to be this strong. But there's a lot of you watching that are super top producers and you cannot afford to spend time with somebody who's not ready to work right now. And who's not ready. Now I could still incubate you and put you up on searches. And, and I could say, Hey, you know, anything that comes up in Valencia lakes and, you know, I'll certainly find it first and we'll see it and we'll go pounce on it and let it go. But my butt's not going to go knocking on doors for you unless you commit to me. Right now. What's the price? What's the price point in Valencia lakes? I don't know. Well, it's uh, not Valencia lakes. It's uh, <laughs> oh, sorry about that. yeah. Renaissance Renaissance, but Valencia lakes was a backup. So 350 to 500. All right, so and is that worth my time? Yes. Yeah, it's worth your time because number one, you know, if I was this client that walked in today, I'm so frustrated because nobody's listening and paying attention to me. Right now you are paying attention to me, but I'm a little cautious because I don't know you. So I don't know you. You build some more rapport. And you don't know you me do. and you don't know if I'm just a looky-loo, but I'm telling you what I need. And right. uh, I mean, this is about rapport building too, that this may take a little more than this because I just been burned. I feel like I've been burned. So, yep. uh, you know, and chances are maybe not, maybe we were just making bad offers. Who knows? 
you, and you don't know, and you, and I don't know that enough yet, but I do want to explain how I run my business. Yeah. And that's not going to, that's not going to change now for me. Now for, for you, you may, you're an independent contractor, every one of you watching. So you could say, I would never have that conversation because I think it's too pushy and you're welcome to that opinion, but then don't be complaining if your production isn't off the charts because you're wasting time with people that aren't ready to buy, right? Absolutely. And then, and don't be complaining when a buyer calls you and says, guess what? I found a house on Aren't you happy for me? No, I'm not happy for you. You didn't understand because I didn't explain how this works, right? So that's the that's the concept is taking control over this process and, and asking it, okay? So, and she's cash, she's a 350 buyer, maybe five, 550, $500,000 buyer. And the reality of there's nothing on the market because I know my market over right? And if I can find somebody through door knocking, I got a potential of a 700,000 to a million dollar transaction here because I'm gonna get the list side and the buy side because I'm gonna go find an off market property for her. But why would I spend my hours going to find something if we're not on the same page, she doesn't wanna hire me. Now she's a little standoffish because she'd never met me before still, but honestly, guys, I want her to like me and respect me as a business professional. I don't need friends. Okay. I really don't want to go have a cup of coffee with her because I don't even have enough time to talk to the friends that I currently have. Right. So let's be honest. And she doesn't really need another friend. She wants to get a damn house. Right. So let's, let's draw the line for a minute and we want to build rapport and connect, but that doesn't mean we need to be BFFs. Okay. It's not true. And the reason I brought this up, Jeff, and the reason why, you know, I push back on this because we get this all the time. The agents get push back all the time. And you're absolutely right and on target uh, explaining this because it is so crucial right now with our agents to set us up to be different than everybody else out there. And, and guys, this is a Q2 next level you, right? Q3 next level you will be different than Q2, which is different than Q1, which is different than Q4 right? Because we are targeted to exactly the market that we find ourselves in at this moment. And for those of you who are trying to get to a next level, right? You've got to do things that are different than what you've done before, right? Now, if you're fine doing a deal a month, great. You don't probably have to be this strong. You can just say, jump in my car, let's go have some lunch and let me hang out with you. And that's nothing wrong with that, right? But if I'm doing 10 deals a month, I'm not going to grab coffee, Right. And that's the difference. So you need to find that balance where you are in the spectrum of your business. And it's fine. Now I'm, I'm working from a top producer mindset because most of you have that and you have to be very specific with your process or else you cannot scale and you will not have control and you'll go nuts. But if you really just need to do a deal a month or so, then you really have a lot of flexibility and you can just go to hang out with her all day if you want to. You could show houses and cruise around for the next week if you really want to, or two weeks. And that's nothing wrong with that. So I want to buffer that by saying the role play that I'm doing right now is for those of you who are really pushing to get up to that next level, right? Because you know, that's that's it. You know, I've got, you guys know you want to find something, get something done, hire the busiest person because they'll figure out a way to go do it. But you've got to be specific on this right there. So let me ask you, Jeff, if mm -hmm. I sign this today, you're going to guarantee me you're going to help me find a house soon? Yeah. And yes, okay. absolutely. What I will do, Sally, is I'm going to prioritize my time for my clients is what I do. And that's kind of why we're having this discussion. And, and I don't want to come off short by any means. I'm just, I am busy, and but I'm really good. And I do have time and I will make time 
and I will find your house, right? That, okay. That's my job. You will not have any frustrations, right? It, I do go do my job. So let's zero in on Renaissance. Let's okay. talk about the addresses. Um, let's pull up the houses you put offers on and let's see, what did you like about those homes? What did you not like about those homes? What was interesting? What, did, what would you prefer? What was okay, but not perfect? And let's describe really what you want, right? And then let's talk about what do you really want in the next house? I know you said two bedrooms and a den and that's it, but describe more in depth what's what's important to you in the next home. I want a pool with a golf course view or a pond view. Okay. Pool with a golf course view or a pond view. What kind of view, what does that mean to you? Like what, did you, a little bit, you want to be direct on it? Do you like being on the tees? No, you like being on the fairways? Do you like being on the greens? What's... I like to look at it. You like just want to be on my see. back pool and my pool, back porch and my pool, looking at a beautiful view. All right, so we want to be in the back porch in your pool, looking at a beautiful view of yes. the golf course. Yes. Who wouldn't? That's amazing on there. Okay, tell me more. Describe. I want to be able to get in my golf cart and go play golf. Okay. Getting golf. Do you have a golf cart yet? No, I was going to get one when I got here. Good. I've got a couple friends that that locally that sell them, so I'm happy to help you out and get you get you that. What else? Tell me more. Tell me about the house itself. I want something like upgraded. I want granite. I like to have some crown molding. You know, Renaissance, you know, they're all newer, but a lot of them are newer. Yeah. So I want something that's, you know, newer. I don't want to fix her up or okay. <laughs> I, I don't want to spend my time trying to fix up something. I'd rather spend my time playing golf. Uh, yeah, I don't blame you. If we found a house and needed a little bit of work and it was the only thing we could find, would that be okay? Or is it a hard stop? No way. It would depend on the house and how much work. Okay. You know. okay. Guys, see, see what I'm doing? All I do is ask questions, right? Because this is important because there's nothing on the market right now in Renaissance, right? So my only thing is this is worth my time because I'm going to find a double-sided transaction off-market deal because I know how to do that because this works, right? And I can go to some doors. I can go into forewarn. I can find some phone numbers. I can make some calls. I can go talk to the neighbors. I'll spend a few hours this afternoon, right, on the streets. Like, what were the streets that you really liked before, Sally? Well, I like Emerald Dunes. Okay. I do like Verona, which is a newer part of Renaissance. Okay. Uh, they have the more upscale homes, but mm -hmm. Emerald Dunes has better golf course views. Okay. So you have a different price point there. That's the 350 to 500 range. Where do you want to be? Does it really matter to you? Or you want to stay towards the 350? Are you fine being in the fives? Like where's your, where do you really want to be? I'm fine being in the fives. Okay. Good questions, right? To know she's cash, guys. She knows her financial position and it doesn't matter to me what it is. She said, I, I really, I can go to five, but I really want to stay around four. That changes the streets that I go knock on, doesn't it? And that's all. I just prioritize my time. So from what I'm hearing, right, so I, it's really, we don't want to spend any time fixing a fixer upper. We want something that's upgraded. You want a real nice view. You love the granite. You want to have, right, you, we've got the, the crown molding and we don't want to spend time fixing up. And you like the Verona, you like the newer sections, even though it's in the fives. That is So preferably if I can find you something in that newer section that doesn't require any fixing up, got a great view, you could sit in that pool, you can look over the golf course. You could just relax there. That's our perfect world, right? That would be the perfect world. Okay. So let's go ahead and just pull up the map. What I would do is I'd go to the office computer, pull up Google Maps, 
and then we just outline the streets and uh, I get an idea. So I, I like to give the, the if we're in the office or in Zoom, right? I say, all right, show me the streets. Show me what the view is. Do you like to be on this side? Ideally this side or this side? And are you okay being over here? Like, let, give me a range of like 10 houses in this street. So we're gonna narrow down to this street or to this street and let's go down there. Now, what I'm doing is taking notes on the street I know the address is on that street. And so when I go out this afternoon, the first thing I'm gonna do is go into Remind and I'm gonna find out if any of them have a low, medium or high sell score. I'm gonna tap into Forewarn, I'm gonna get their phone numbers and I'm gonna call them, right? And I'm gonna say, it's Jeff Beggins, Century 21. Listen, I'm working with a really great client who has narrowed down this street, narrowed down to this section, has cash, I've got proof of funds, is ready to pull a trigger as quickly or will be reasonable with time if necessary. And I notice that you live in this one section that she really wants. So it looks to me that you've lived here for the last eight years. I'm looking on the public records on right now. You guys even have any remote hypothetical thought of possibly even hypothetically maybe moving at all, right? And that's my phone call. And then if not, hell no, we're gonna die here, feet first in a pine box, taking me out of here, all the stuff that they say, no problem. But in eight years, I know you've met a lot of the neighbors. If you were to put money on, this, who would you suspect would be the next person to move on your street? Right? Is there anybody that has anything going on in their life that you think might be the next ones to move? Right? And I'm going to have that conversation with everybody on that street, everybody in that neighborhood, and I will find somebody because there is somebody who is hypothetically thinking about maybe being open to the possibility of maybe moving. Right? Can I make that any softer? No, I just want to start a conversation. Because now look how great this is as a business per professional. Now I'm going to off-market sellers to find somebody who wants to sell a house, which I can get a list side commission on this thing. I can double side with my buyer. And then that seller is going to have to move somewhere. So there's three transactions, guys. right? And because she committed to working with me, I committed to giving her my valuable resource, which is time. Right Now everybody wins. She's gonna, no other agent's going to offer to do this to her. Right? Nobody's going to do that. Nobody. Nobody's going to do it. They're going to set her up on a search, which she already has. Right? What's the value? There's no value. She's got the Zillow alert. She's got the Realtor.com alert. She's on Redfin. She's on Remax. She's on Century 21. She's not an idiot. Right? She wants to be here. She drives the neighborhood every day herself anyway and looking for a FISBO sign to pop up. And she'll drop me like a bad habit. Right? If one pops up with an open house this afternoon, I am just yesterday's news. Right. That is That's happening the, as we speak. It's true. Right. Yeah. So why the set other, myself up for that? The other thing they can look into is your expired as uh, your canceled, not relisted, because they still needed to sell. They canceled because of COVID. Time to really that's another avenue to look at. If you can look in your past in that neighborhood to see if there's been any cancellations this year. Go over and see them if they see if they're ready to move, still need to move. That's a great point. Great resource. That's a, that's yeah. a very great resource on there. All right, so Rachel just chimed in on this. And the bottom line is there's not time to waste with people who don't commit to you. And once you got that through my head, my business began to shift. Rachel, yes. And because Rachel is a phenomenal agent that took a while to realize and see the agents that I saw, right? Because I get the pleasure of working with her a lot. And she is taking control of her business. We, we actually joke about it and says, turn the bitch mode up a little bit because she has a lot of um, um, empathy, which is great. 
but she was taken advantage of way too much and she didn't take control. So she put her foot down and she took control over that business. And now she tells people how she runs her business. And if they don't want to run it that way, she is perfectly fine to wait to find somebody else who does. And she's a consistent top producer, raising her price point and super proud of her and what you're doing. And every one of you needs to do the same and kind of use her as a model for that aspect. So what about the conventional, conventional already approved? Everything is getting beat out by cash. Caroline, thank you for doing that one. Let's talk, talk about that for a second. So let's, let's pretend, Sally, that um, you are not cash and that you have um, conventional financing. And, and I'm going to put 30% just... down here because that's what we do here. You're going to put 30% down? Yeah, 70-30 okay. loan, conventional. Okay, so you're going to do, you've already talked, are you working, which lender are you working with right now? Navy Federal. Okay, so you're working with Navy Federal. Do you have any specific person you're dealing with over there? Rachel. Did you get just a, a pre-approval letter or did, when's the last time you spoke with Rachel? Oh, I, I talked to her two weeks ago. I got an approval letter. I got a, you got know. an approval letter. Okay, cool. I've been with them do 40 you, years. So they, you know, it's kind of a quick approval. So do you have, do you have emails on your phone? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have the last contact with you and Rachel on there? I'd love to jump on the phone with her real quickly and, and just introduce myself and just kind of tell her how we're going to be working together. So why don't we just hop her on the phone real quickly and just make a quick call. Okay, sure. What a good yeah. idea, Jeff. <laughs> right. And that's exactly what we're going to do right now, because if she's not, I'll shoot a text to her. Uh, maybe she, if she's busy, she's probably busy guys. Everybody's busy right now. Yeah. I'll coordinate a time if I have to, to set up a zoom call and I'll put a, a, a link out there. We can jump in our room. I'd prefer that. I'd prefer a face-to-face -face communication and just say, Rachel, right. I'm Jeff. I'm working with Sally. This is how we're doing. I know she's been a great Navy Fed customer. We're, we're honored to be able to work with you guys. We appreciate all of her service and everything's great. All of that aside, I'm going to go find her house, but I need all of my tools. I need you to dust off her file. I know it's been a couple of weeks since you guys have spoke. I need to know clearly what program she qualifies for. How much have you done any direct underwriting for her? Where is she in the process? And I need you on standby because when I find a house, I'm going to need a letter from you that says, I am working with Sally. She is totally clear to buy 123 Annie Street. Um, I've got her pre-approved up to, say we're gonna offer 480. I want you to write 480 into that letter and send it over to me as a PDF. So I can just send it over and show it to the sellers. And then I need you to work with me on this one. How long are you taking for underwriting right now? How long do you need to close? Tell me the whole picture. Um, have you pulled her credit? Do you have all the pay stubs? Do you have her tax returns? Is there anything you need from her while we're all on the phone together? Will you please open up her file? I want you to see anything outstanding. And Sally, I need you to pay attention because anything she says she needs, you got to give it to her like today or tomorrow because it's tying my hands behind my back on this one. Okay. So you see me taking control on this and doing it. That's exactly what we need to do from a financing perspective. And short of that, guys, is not good agenting in this marketplace. You gotta, you've got to crank it up. Yeah. yeah. I've been talking about partnering with your, with your lenders, with this buyer up front. That's the best thing you can do for you to make offers. Totally. Yeah. You know, you need to know. Going down to Caroline's, Caroline's point a little bit more, Rachel, here's the, you know, the market, you're obviously slammed just like everybody else is right now. How comfortable are you that you can finance her? And I need you to answer this with total conviction. And if you need time to think about it and call me back, that's okay too. 
because we might have to go in with multiple offer situations where we might have to remove her financing contingency, right? So I need you to basically put her through the underwriting process to know that she as a person is, is qualified. Now I know the house may not be, we still have to do appraisals perhaps, right? But I need you to know that she is not a question mark, that she feels comfortable because if we have to put down a 10 day financing contingency, um, it's gonna put a lot of pressure on right now because ideally I may have to check box A on the contract that allows her to get financing, but no financing contingency. So how comfortable are you if we take that risk for her? And I want you to be honest with me, right? She's this is going, the conversation. And he's gonna say she's golden. She's been a Navy Federal 30, 40 years. And you know, we have all her stuff. We handle our, all her okay. stuff. So do you feel comfortable putting a short loan approval period if I have to? Are we okay if I put no financing contingency? And we have just an appraisal contingency if we need it. I mean, how how comfortable are you, Rachel? Is my question. It would take yeah. underwriters two to three weeks. So, but yes, I'm very comfortable because of her okay. past. Yeah. I mean, this okay. is a golden client if you've got one like this, you know. But these are the best questions to be asking if you've got a client that's just now getting into financing and everything else. Oh my God. Yeah. If they if they haven't started the process, guys, you're so far behind the eight ball. It's not even yeah. funny, yeah. right? So if she came in and said, "Yeah, you know, I I talked to Rocket Mortgage and on the app, and yeah. I got a pre approval was emailed over to me," you might as well just start fresh again because that's it's it doesn't make any any sense in this market. I have to compete with cash offers, so the only way I can do that is make her offer as good as cash, and the only way I can really do that is take away the financing contingency, which is a big ass gamble, guys. And it's not for the faint of heart. And it's not it's not a gamble. You have to be sure, right? Yeah. You've got to be sure on this one. So really so, tie in with the lender and get these questions answered. So Keisha, I asked, do you make the call to the lender on the initial meeting? I'm trying to understand how it looks to not make the interaction transitional and thereby lose the connection and trust I'm trying to build. Keisha, great, great question on this one. It's a fine balance of connection and control, right? And you're going to have to spend a little bit of time with them and listening. I did not build a ton of rapport with her. I know I did not. I didn't take the time to do that. And, you know, in real life, I probably would have told me more, tell me more about Virginia. Tell me more about your friend that lives here. How did you, how many, were you snowbirded here? Why here? Right. What do you love about the area? Where else do you, do you normally, do you come here every year? Or do you alternate between there and there? And I'm going to notice things. She's going to tell me more about her hobbies and stuff. And I'm going to find more connections during my interaction process. Right. But we do have a limited time on this one. So I didn't go super deep into that. So you will. And because you're naturally a person inquisitive, so we will start more. So do you have any family? Like, where do they live? How old? Oh, you got grandkids. How old are they? Oh my gosh, I've got one. And this is, you know, that's, that's a natural thing that's going to happen from a rapport building standpoint. And then once you feel that connection and that trust is actually there, then you're going to have to switch into the, now let me interview for the job to be your, your agent. And this is how I run my business. And this is my process. I really want to make sure we're fully transparent with my process. And I would love the opportunity to represent you if you feel comfortable. So let me walk through my process. I'm going to ask you some questions with my lifestyle profile form. I'm going to explain how I work and kind of my handshake agreements and understand how I represent you with agency. I want to get on the phone with your lender. I want to make sure everything is good as a package. And then we're going to decide if we want to kind of commit with each other, right? Because it's a lot of work, 
and I'm good at it. And yeah. I will prioritize my time and give it all to you um, as long as we think that it's a good fit, right? So that's kind of the way I would handle that, Keisha, is yes, build a little bit more connection and trust and then switch the gear when it feels comfortable for you and say, use these words. I want to interview for the job to be your buyer's agent, okay? It sets the tone because this is the job, right? We have a connection and trust established, but now I want to interview for a job. And this is the job I propose to do. If you'd like to hire me to do this job, I'm happy to do this job for you. But if you don't want me to do this job, don't hire me. And sometimes you have to make that. It's, this is the process to... I follow with my job. Yeah. Yeah. You really have yeah. to make that distinction about really, what are you going to do? Because it is your business. And uh... yeah. Felix, good question. If you do find a person to sell their home to her and you're representing Sally as the buyer in a single agent capacity, great question. Who do you do the listing for the home, the person you want to? Okay. All right. Great question. From an agency perspective, if I go find an off-market property, I am jumping into transaction brokerage. Okay. So, because remember, Craig said earlier, we're presumed to be transaction brokers from the onset unless we pull ourselves up to single agency or down to no representation. Okay. So this is a little technical, but I want to hit it because you have this options. I could be a single agent for her still, but I have to get a non-representation agreement signed with the off-market seller, right? That clearly states that I do not represent you in any way, even from a limited capacity. I am not a transaction broker. I am 100% working for the buyer. Please acknowledge this by the notice of non-representation, and that's going to go in my file, right? Yeah. Now, sometimes that's okay. Other times that might put them on a defensive guard, and then if they do, if you don't do that, you're a transaction broker, mm -hmm. which now I, I know I slammed it earlier, but the reality of it is you're going to sometimes be a transaction broker That's right. and you're going to be that referee. You're going to do the kumbaya. You're going to work for the contract. You're going to get a deal done. But that means I can't beat up the seller to get Sally a better deal, right? I have to do what's fair to get a deal done. So there's a big difference between transaction brokerage and single agency, but we have to figure out which one we're going to do. And we've got to talk with her about it and, and say, look, in the event I do find an off-market property and I do represent the transaction, I'm going to move back to what's called transaction brokerage, which really kind of makes me the referee. The way I like to explain the differences, just as a tangent for a second, is single agent is a um, the protector, right? And I'm going to go for your best interest only and I can defend you and I can take some stabs against them towards you, I am your bodyguard in essence, right? And then when I transition to a transaction broker, I'm the referee, right? I make sure nobody punches each other and nobody's unfairly playing. Unfair. And I make sure the deal goes happen, it's fair, and we get a transaction done. So I may have to downgrade my posture of protection into a referee standpoint if I find an off-market property. Now, if you want, I'll present a notice of non-rep to them, which allows me the ability to still fight for you, but they have to agree to that and agree to be punched, right? And I have to have that piece of paper. Um, if they're savvy enough, they might not want that. So I might have to be pushed into transaction broker, but I know how to negotiate both of these and ultimately I need to get you a house, right? And so you just kind of sell that. It's not bad, it's just different. So I'm glad you brought that up because anytime you are negotiating on both sides of a transaction, notice the word transaction, you are a transaction broker, right? If I am going up against any property that is listed by any other company other than Century 21 Beggins, I can be a single agent, 
right? Even if it's another Century 21, we could still beat them up, mm -hmm. That's right? right? But not a Beggins. Anything under our brokerage, right? We have to be transaction broker when we're doing a double side, okay? But if you're going against anything or anybody else, you can be single agents on this one. That's correct. Yeah, good. good. Great, great, great clarifying question there, Felix. Rachel, and sometimes getting to that notice of non-rep is easy from FISBOs because they didn't want to work with an agent anyway. Great point, right? Because mm -hmm. they're cocky enough to, they said they can do it on their own. Okay, just so you know, you you are representing yourself. Here's a notice of non-rep just so there's no confusion. And um, see you soon, right? And then you go bring your offer in and now you're a single agent against them yeah. on that one. So it depends. It depends on how that's going to work out. Good. These are great questions coming up. Yeah. Great questions today, Jeff. Yeah. Now this is this is a real life, guys, right? And these are objections, and this is, and it's okay. It's okay if she's if she doesn't want to work with me, and that's what I really want to stress. Also, is that it's okay. Totally okay. I'm not going to die if you don't work with me. It's okay. You should. I really want you to because I. This is kind of a conviction issue. I truly believe that if you want to buy a piece of property, there's not one person that can out negotiate me in a transaction, right? I believe I'm that good, right? And you better have that same conviction, Absolutely. right? Or if you don't, we need to keep watching and keep learning the contract, keep learning your skills, because if you don't believe you're the very best agent for that person to be in your hands, then why would they, right? And if there's a reason why you don't feel you're the best, then sharpen your skills and become the best. Right? If you don't feel comfortable having this conversation with a buyer, then become comfortable with having this conversation with the buyer. Because do you agree that having this conversation with the buyer is in your best interest as an agent? Yes or no? Absolutely. Yes. Do yes, you believe that having this conversation is in the very best interest of the buyer client? Absolutely. Okay. So if it's good for you and it's good for them, we need to do it. Because the risk is, if you just act like every other agent, you're going to be just like every other agent, right? And they're going to treat you just like every other agent, which is like a commodity. If they think your only value is finding a house that pops up on the same search engines that they have on their phone, where's your value? Right? Guys, look, the writing's on the wall. Have you ever shown an open door listing, an offer pad <laughs> listing? Do you know how they access those pieces of property? Oh, that's bad. It's right? bad. It, it's an app. They push a button from a main office, could be in Utah, mm -hmm. and it opens up a door and they have microphones and they can hear you and talk with you and they do not need a person. Okay. Warning. That's called commoditization and yeah. it's here and it's coming. So if you try to be like everybody else, you're going to be replaced by an app. That's right. right? That's true. And I can't say it any strongly, more strongly than that. If you can't show that agency and negotiation skills and your ability to represent because you understand DISC, VAK, you know how to mirror and match, you know how to repeat and approve, you know how to use downswings, you know how to strategically use upswing, you know how to, re to read postures and you know how to read eyes and you know how to use skill in the largest financial transaction in most people's lives, guys, come on. Right. Let's step it up. There's a next level here. And we need to be the ones to lead that charge if we're going to save the industry. And I know that sounds a little bit extreme, but it's not extreme. Right. There's yeah, there's no other brokerages out there having this discussion 
anywhere or anytime, even in the last three months, more than likely about agency and about your business. I can tell you that, you know, because what we hear coming in, the people we hire in and how much, what they've been trained on, it's nothing like this. I mean, we are so fortunate to have this type of training in our face every day is true. Because it's going to make you guys rock stars and the best agent out there. You will have yes. no competition. Have none. That's you right. Know. And it's every day, guys. That's why we do the morning team huddles every day, 8.30 to 9.30, five days a week, forever. Yeah. We've done it for 20 years. And we're never going to stop because yeah. it's just part of what we do. But that's how you sharpen your skill. And that's how you get to the next level. And that's how we tell third-party stories. And that's how you bring those stories into battle for your next presentation. And you just get better and better and better every single day. And so we do it. Man, time flies when we're having some fun on this It's one. been fun today, Jeff. Yeah, no, I love doing that real quick. It's good to share a session with you. Um, I hope you guys got some value out of this one and really take control over your business because it's about totally taking control. You're so much better than you think you are, right? And we already see it. So just, just let us guide you guys. That's all we really want for you is that next Absolutely. level. Absolutely. So, awesome job today, Jeff. Thank you so much for all same your- Same with you, Deb. Thank you for all that you do. And um, you're welcome, Georgia. Thank you for everybody for watching. And I guess we're going to do a lunch break right now. Yep. And then just as a recap for what's coming, contract with Craig and Kat is coming right after lunch at one o'clock. And that's going to be, guys, you've got to master. you got to be able to write a contract in your sleep in four minutes, right? That's right. And, and you've got to. So we're going to go over the intake forms, critical date timelines. It's such a simple process, guys. They're going to take all the fear out of it. It's going to be simple and easy. And then Chris is going to join Craig at two and going over the ninja mastery of negotiation and the tips and tricks of how to write and what to do about inspection periods and financing periods and escrow deposits and, and little things to slip in and, and tie in an agency. It's going to be really cool. And then Chris and Joe are going to have fun about leveraging and negotiating multiple offers because guys, you're going to be writing them and you're going to be receiving them and you need to be able to to handle them like a like a pro and then we're gonna wrap up at the end of the day today uh, me and mike and craig are gonna jump on together and we're gonna do the wrap up from um four to five so that's gonna be your afternoon and so i hope you guys have a great lunch break and deb thank you for all of your input and all the leadership you provide for us so thank you very much love you guys have a great day guys have see you later day. see you at one